superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm a fighter. Uh, if anybody ever questions how much I want it, just turn on this tape. He's still brown. And all I have to think about with the Browns is, what the hell is your plan? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What the hell is your plan, Cleveland? That's why teams are being like, I'm not going to trade for him right now. You're going to have to cut him. Today's guests, four-time NBA champion, John Spider Sally, Dallas Morning News columnist, Tim Kalashaw, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. John Sally's making his way to the studio. In hour number three, we'll talk about the NBA playoffs with him and his new show on Disney+. Plus. Pardon me, his new film on Disney+. Plus called Sneakerella. It's a, a a sneaker version of Cinderella. How about them apples? Uh, he'll uh, come here to explain all that and talk about what happened uh, between the Celtics and the Bucks yesterday and then the Suns getting smoked by the Dallas Mavericks uh, on this program. Uh, we'll discuss that with John Sally in hour number three. Uh, a special guest has just been added for hour number three. Um, Chris and TJ... Mike Del Tufo, you were not here on Friday when Steve Mariucci stopped oh, by the, and I made him tell the story of the, picture. of the photograph, the famed photograph of Bill Walsh and Joe Montana drawing up a play in the candlestick, grass and dirt, and how he looked at that photograph and always wanted him. He, he always wanted one of those types of photographs of him and Steve Young, who he was coaching at the time, and how he burned a timeout in a blowout <laughs> for the telling nobody that he had done that specifically to take a photograph of him and Steve Young reenacting that, unbeknownst to anybody, the photographer, Steve Young, nobody knew what he was intending to do. And then, of course, as he mentioned, the uh, Gatorade guy came over and intercepted Steve Young from actually getting on the, and on the field and left Mariucci taking a knee during a timeout that left Steve Young mystified. He had never told that story publicly before I made him tell it. Steve Young will join us at the top of hour number three to give his side of things. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, Steve Young is in. One hour from now, we'll hear what Steve has to think about hearing this story for the first time as told on Friday's Rich Eisen Show. So there's that. And joining us here now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line off of a Game 7 Palooza in the Metroplex yesterday, Mavs win, Stars lose in overtime. I mean, my gosh. What's more exciting than overtime in Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, playoffs? 
Um, but uh, the Stars uh, um, left that one uh, gutted. And then the news that Peter King was uh, talking to Jerry Jones over the weekend. Jerry's like, yeah, I could sell the Cowboys for $10 billion, but I won't. Outstanding flex. That's called a billionaire <laughs> flex. Uh, a man who's been the uh, lead columnist at the Dallas Morning News since 1998. A paper he joined uh, well before that. Uh, a friend of the program here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Tim Kalashaw. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing fine. Let's not forget the day here began yesterday with local hero Jordan Spieth. One shot off the lead at the Byron Nelson where he's never won. Man shoots 25 under par and he can't win the tournament. So <laughs> so it was the uh, difficulty of that and the joy of the Mavericks and then the heartbreak of the Stars all in about 12, 13 hours. So let's just jump in on the Mavs, Tim. Um, yes. And, and uh, I, I know this this does sound like an around-the-horn question, but I'll ask it okay. anyway here. Okay. Uh, where, where, where does Luca rank? Where does he rank right now? And not just Mavs history, but I'm talking about Dallas sports history at age 23. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, in terms of trying to think of a player who's ever been that young with that kind of upside, and you could look at Aikman and Emmett um, when they win a Super Bowl, Aikman's fourth year, Emmett's third year. So something similar to that. But but Cowboys always kind of when the Cowboys are good, there's a lot of guys who are good, and basketball is different, and that's why Dirk sort of stands apart from everybody here over the last 20 years. And now you have the kind of insane idea that the Mavericks get to replace the the greatest European import of all time uh, with you know maybe the, maybe the next one. I you know I'm sure Giannis is in that discussion as well. But regardless, it's uh, there, there's an excitement about Luca because he because he's unguardable. There's nobody has a decent answer, and the Suns thought Michael uh, Michael Bridges was a pretty good answer, a, a Defensive Player of the Year finalist, and he got destroyed. I think it even uh, killed his offensive game too. And so it's just it's exciting to see what what might happen with a with a team that sometimes in the regular season looked like it was stalling out and you know might win 50 but it's going nowhere and now the feeling is who's who's going to stop Luca? yeah and 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 that trade uh of Porzingis for Dinwiddie seemed to open something up right I mean w- walk me through that trade and where we are now yeah I'd, I'd like to go back in time and you know maybe rip up the column I wrote after that not that <laughs> I I didn't really criticize I mean I said you got to get rid of Porzingis if you can you just three years. You cannot depend on him playing. I said, but you'll have to remind me of all the All Star games Spencer Dinwiddie has been featured in. And he, during the regular season, he had his best stats here, better stats than he ever had in his career. Now the playoffs, he kind of took a step back in the Utah series. But last night he went crazy, and he was very good in Game uh, Six. So what it did was, okay, we're not going to play. We're going to play small all the time, is their attitude. And we're going to play so small sometimes that it's going to be really disruptive. And they, and they play, you know, this offense called five out that a couple other teams have played where everybody stands around the three-point line. It sounds like the simplest thing in the world. But if your team has Rudy Gobert or DeAndre Ayton, they don't have anyone to guard. And they get exposed all the time. And that's what continued 
to happen in this series. And, and Dinwiddie and, and Bertans always comes in and just throws in a couple 30 footers. Uh, he, you know, I would like to see what he could do if they just let him launch time after time because he is crazy accurate on threes. He doesn't do a, a lot otherwise. But yeah, I mean, that, that just turned him into the three point shooting team in the league right now. And so, um, what you got a good Lucas story that uh, folks would like to know? Anything about him in the Dallas community? How he has uh, had the welcome mat rolled out, and how he's just going to be a fixture there for a very long time? Anything uh, to do with well, Cuban I mean, and him? They, they the certainly hope he's a fixture here for a long time. But we know guys with max contracts. Uh, James Harden and others have found a way to leave. I've never thought he, as competitive as he is, I, he doesn't strike me as a guy who would just, after, if they had lost the Utah series somehow, uh, just said, I, I got to get out of here. But we know that could have happened. But that's one of the big upsides of getting at least this far, that you're in the Western Conference Finals, you're playing the team that's won three titles, wouldn't be the end of the world if you lost this series. The feeling still would be great going into next year, but now there's a great chance that they could win this series. And, uh, you know, you a lot of people outside of Dallas, they, you know, well, they notice the whining here too. He wants every call, and it's crazy. But he also smiles more than any NBA player in history. And uh, sometimes after he's made a shot, but really throughout the game. And so he's he's kind of a joyful player on top of having this game that I thought early in his career, I thought he was Chris Mullen, much like Chris Mullen. He plays at a different speed, but he can get his shot and do everything. And I even talked to Tim Hardaway about it since his son plays here. And he very quickly said, uh, Tim, uh, Luke is better than Chris. <laughs> uh, and, and Chris was pretty good. He's, he was on the dream team, but... I think we now know Luca's better than Chris, and he's he's probably better than everybody left in the playoffs. Tim Kalishaw right here on the Rich Eisen Show um, after a Game 7 Palooza in Dallas. Was there watch parties anywhere with the Stars? Right at, I mean, the Stars, as soon as Luca destroyed the Suns, I mean, 27 at the half, and the Suns had 27 at the half, and this thing was wrapped. Uh, and as soon as that game ended, the Stars scored first, and I just thought this was going to be the day, right? I thought it looked like be maybe it. it was, and yeah, that was a nice thing. If you really wanted, if your if your interest was divided, you could leave the Mavericks game in the third quarter if you wanted. <clears throat> Excuse me, and you and you weren't going to miss anything. But even if you stayed to the end, you and just recorded for a bit. Yeah, Jamie Ben scores forty seconds in, uh, but there was a good chance that wouldn't hold up, even with the stars getting maybe. Maybe the best series from a goaltender they've ever gotten, and that includes Belfour, and that includes Marty Turco against Vancouver, and Ben Bishop a few years ago. I mean, it was just crazy how good Jake Ottinger was. But 64 saves, when that's not enough, you know, they didn't quite pull off the uh, the parlay and, and, and join the Mavs. It, you know, it's, it's not the same. I mean, I'm not going to pretend there's as many Stars fans as there are Mavericks fans here, but they have their own group, and it's 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 certainly it certainly grows in the playoffs when they get to a game seven. So it was a hell of a night, um, and um, and the overlap really didn't didn't 
amount of you know a disaster for people missing something great on one one side. It, they just couldn't quite finish the job. Tim Kalashaw of the Dallas Morning News here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Jerry Jones telling Peter King he's never going to sell the Cowboys. How, how is that news, right? Uh, other than just I love Peter and him talking to Jerry Jones, chopping it up is always the greatest. But um, that that's he, he's a, said that many times. He says it every year when Forbes list comes out and the Cowboys are number one and they're worth six point one billion. He says it doesn't matter. I'm not selling. I, my kids are going to inherit this team, so there's no news. Uh, I'm, you know, people might be curious. Well, who wants to pay ten billion? They're paying a little over market value. There might be a time when these things slow down. Maybe not. Uh, hasn't happened yet. But uh, no, he's not going anywhere. And, and the difficult thing with that is that that's not the kind of story that really excites the fan base. I mean, oh, good. Uh, a reminder that the Jones family will will hold on to this thing for the next 30 or 40 years um, because it has not been a great last 26 years for this team. Well, i got to be honest with you, Tim. Uh, I, I don't – if I had to say the Cowboys are better or worse or less improved, if I'm going to be even generous than, than the team that – that strolled off the field with no time left and having no shot in the end zone against the 49ers, uh, I would choose they're, they're not as good. You know, you lose Randy Gregory, you trade away Amari Cooper, you re-sign Gallup. I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm wondering about the wear and tear on Zeke, you know, because as soon as I saw, you know, uh, the in our schedule release show, uh, Week 10, Cowboys and Mike McCarthy go to – to Green Bay, I'm like, when was the last time they, they went there? It was Dak's rookie season. He had three touchdown passes, and Zeke almost had 160 yards rushing on almost 30 carries. And I'm like, Zeke just doesn't do that anymore. I guess it's not asked of him. I don't know if he physically can. Um, so I, I'm wondering if this team's better. What do you think? Oh, I don't think they're close to being better. I think the Eagles have have caught them. I don't know what, what height that is in the NFC. Uh, I think the Eagles destroyed them during the draft with the moves they made of getting whichever player you like from Georgia. They got them both to go with A.J. Brown. And, you know, you you lose Lyle Collins and you lose uh, Connor Williams. Okay, you're going to replace him with your first-round pick. Your first-round pick's 21. He played at Tulsa, not USC. He, He led, you know, the country in holding penalties. Um your second-round pick is seen as a, a, a pass-rush guy who doesn't do anything else. You didn't do anything in free agency besides lose the people you mentioned. I mean, there's no reason for them to be as good. Um, they they tend to refuse to play their best running back as much as they should, Tony Pollard. I think he's been better than Zach, Zeke, Zach, Zach too. <laughs> Zeke and Zach for two or three years. Um, they don't want to acknowledge it because they paid Zeke money. Uh, it, it's it's just a, they have enough talent that they're going to beat Washington and New York four times, and and they'll get to somewhere in the range of ten and seven. But I don't think anybody here believes they're as good as they were when they finished the season. If 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 they do, it's 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 a miracle that I I don't I don't know how you come up with that with that equation. I had Mike McCarthy on this show after the combine, Tim, and um, he said he spoke to Jerry about uh, the comments that uh, Jerry had made at the. Um, at the Senior Bowl about Dan Quinn coming back because Dan knows what others 
uh, previously know that anybody who stays here is an, uh, an assistant for as long as they did, they have a shot to be the head coach here. And McCarthy said he spoke to Jerry about all that and, and how he even spoke to Quinn before he came back saying, hey, you know, that's going to be part of the conversation here. Are we all cool with that? And it seems to me that that is no doubt a subtext to this 2022 season coming up for sure. Yeah, yeah you have the Quinn subtext. You have the Sean Payton subtext uh, that is constant here. Um, coaches come here and think I can deal with that. I will. I will not get caught up in that. Chan Gailey came in here, uh, fine, pious man, thinking <laughs> I'm not going to get caught up in the cowboy stuff. And the next thing you know, he's in Wichita Falls having to lie about, you know, Michael Irvin uh, going after. Can't even think uh, the offensive lineman with the with the Clippers at his throat. So. I mean, it, you, you are put in preposterous situations as a head coach here, and your power is less than it should be. And veteran players see that, uh, going back to Dion, and, and they all know it. And it's that's why, in a lot of ways, Jason Garrett was kind of a perfect head coach for here because I think he understood it best. And while he deserved to go because of his playoff record, he – at least knew he was the guy to take the brunt of the criticism and uh, be boring for the media and do all that, and that was the best way to do the job here. And I think Mike is already a little frustrated in having to deal with some of the things that Jerry puts in play. Before I let you go, Tim, um, you know we, we were talking about Luca uh, a few minutes ago and how you said, well, you, you – you know, Dallas hopes that he'll he'll stay, right? With max contract players have gotten themselves right. out if they want. What does Cuban do to make sure that doesn't happen? He strikes me as somebody who's smart and he knows what he's doing, not just because I see him on Shark Tank. He definitely is a guy who knows how to build a franchise and around people. What what does he do to make to ensure this best he can that Luca's a happy camper and even if they do lose to the dubs, he understands what's uh what's being built there. I don't think it's anything personal. I don't think it's, uh, you know, Cuban started out showering players with gifts and, and the best lockers and the best toys. And uh, everybody has that now, best hotels. And everybody in the, in the league has all those things. He didn't do a great job surrounding Dirk with talent for the end of his career. And some of the things, you know, there was a thinking here a month ago that, they had misfired on most of those things. And if they had lost to Utah, that would have continued to be the thinking. But now with, you know, they're just a very difficult offense to deal with. Uh, Phoenix, I actually thought, figured out right away, you got to let Lucas shoot uh, two-point shots. You can't run off your man at the three-point line like Utah did constantly and let him penetrate and throw it to those guys because they're going to make those shots. Um, so just the team success really is is all it's going to come down to. I don't think there's a there's a there's an atmosphere he can create. Everybody's got that these days, but um it's just got to be winning and right now they're they're they've obviously surprised kind of the world by beating the Phoenix Suns. So that's 
that's the best thing Cuban or anyone could could hope for. Tim, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Look for my call as the the Mavs matriculate. If the, as All far right, as really they can. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Always appreciate it. Thank you. That's uh, Tim Callishaw at Tim Callishaw on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. Right here on the program, as Luca's getting set to take on the Golden State Warriors. Cowboys aren't better, that's for sure. Ten and seven. I don't see it. When are we doing the win-loss game with the Cowboys for you, TJ? When do you want to do that? I'm going to give you a day. In like October, maybe? No, 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 no. We're going to do it tomorrow. No, no, no. You're first up. Oh, baby. You gave me less, like, chance to prepare. You know, I got tape. I got to break down. I got tomorrow. (laughs) Ping pong tables to unpack and sell on eBay. (laughs) I had a rough weekend. I'm recovering. Okay. Get your damn act together. This is going to be great. You're doing it tomorrow. All right, right off the bat, 14 and 3. Not better. <laughs> Hashtag, they're not better. Hashtag, they're not better. They were like 12 and 5 last year. I mean, does strength of schedule mean anything? Because we've got the easiest strength of schedule in the Well, NFL. the reason why that is, is because of the NFC East. Yeah. That's it. Well, regardless and, of why. And, and is, I think the NFC fact. East is better. I think the Giants will be better. I think Washington football team will be better. Their defense, uh, pardon me, the Washington Commanders no, will be the better. Team, Chris. The and and the Eagles is the Eagles can. We don't know. You could make the argument the Eagles have the best wide receiver in that division now, which you couldn't say last year. Man, they really got. We need to see CD Lamb take that step up. He will stay healthy. He will. <laughs> and I'm with Tim Kalashaw. Hand the ball to Tony Pollard more often. Touch it. I'm not saying you bench Zeke or Zeke's the second stringer. That's ridiculous. Use them both. Yeah. They just didn't last year sometimes. To the detriment of the entire offense. I don't know what was going on. Well, guess what? They're all coming back. Except for our kicker, which is great. I know. You blame it on Zerlin. (laughs) specifically lost two games for us. He's a Jet now. Oh, he's your problem. That'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Overreaction Monday. Uh, coming up. And before we do uh, that, um, my, my two cents on on what everybody's talking about on NBA Twitter right now. Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul. I got some things to say about I that. do, too. I do, too. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial, overreaction. Monday, Steve Young coming up. That's going to be great. Yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on our program, on our um, 
Terrestrial Radio Radio Network, 844-204-RICH, number dot. One last Dallas item since we were talking about uh, Byron Nelson, right, and Jordan Spieth. That was amazing. And uh, the Mavs and Stars playing a Game 7 on this date. In 1986, Bobby Ewing came back to life. Spoiler alert. (laughs) That happened, I'm telling you, that was a... That happened. Yes. My gosh. I mean, what are these? Um, 86. Shot JR. That was so a huge that, deal. That was that 46 was years ago. 46 yeah. years ago? I remember I'm terrible watching that with live. Uh, I, I remember watching that too. That was a huge was moment huge. in the Eisen household. So it was like, what happened? When the, uh, uh, you know, by the way, as a kid getting ready to graduate high school, Victoria Principal on television oh. was a big moment in my household. Uh, she gets out of bed and she hears uh, a shower, running. shower running and she opens it up and it's Bobby Ewing. Uh, that's the end of season nine. The beginning of season eight is when uh, Bobby Ewing was offed in Dallas. So that was a uh, huge television history moment and, the, and 36 not even the, years ago today not even the biggest moment in the history of the show dallas right. who shot jr was the biggest was thing the biggest. that was like the biggest thing on probably in television history Man, up to that point Nash, right i was young and, but. and who shot jr that would never moments. be able to yeah Mash with twitter now with twitter now oh. you'd know who shot jr in two seconds well, everybody would give an opinion. Be all over. Yeah. That's, nah, not really, because you know like you know how tight they keep these scripts sometimes. What right? I'm saying, no, the minute it happened, though. Oh, yeah, the minute it happened. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, you could be sitting out here on the West Coast being fine that you would you'd, you could tune into Dallas that night. Good point. Friday nights, man. You know what my friends and I we used to do? We used to drink bourbon in the oh. basement. <laughs> but um, not actual bourbon. It would be like uh, probably RC, like diet RC Cola. And it would be, uh, we would call that our bourbon, sitting there and watching Dallas. Great theme song. The Ewing. All-time theme song, right? Great. 30, so that's 36 years ago. Uh, while we're going down the, uh, the old memory lane here, um, I got I got a good uh, uh, This Day in History for later on this hour. Okay, You're going to love it, TJ. This one's for you. Am I going to love it or is it going to annoy <laughs> me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. When you say he's going to You know what? I, I guess I have a reputation of saying these things that TJ thinks <laughs> yeah. that I'm trying to like hose him here. No, you will love this. Okay. Some, uh, hand, uh, hand to hand the up, sports right. gods, yes. Because someone you on our YouTube this. channel once I said that about you, about you not wanting my teams to do well, and they were like, what's wrong with this guy TJ thinking Rich wants his team to fail? I'm like, do you watch the show? I don't want your team to fail. I relish in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because just, there's so many of them. It just happens yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. pound salt, all of you. How about that? Happens a lot. <laughs> I don't know where I fall on this Patrick Beverly uh, appearance today on ESPN. Appearances. Because, he's, yeah. He's everywhere. He's well, doing the full watch. Well, yeah. th- because I, I, I never really want to, as I always say, I never want to um, criticize anybody for giving you the straight shot soundbite. Yeah. You want to know, that's why we watch sports television when athletes tell us what time it is, how athletes talk. We want to hear that. That's why, you know, like LeBron's shop, his, his The Shop show gives you real talk. I mean, it's the only time you've even heard Brady talk in the manner in which he's talked that <laughs> yeah. way. Like, we, we, we appreciate that. We like that. So when Patrick Beverly comes on and gives you the straight, honest thoughts in his head, people dig it. But the question is, is when does it cross into disrespect? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what happened between Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul, but it is not cool between the two of them. No. And I guess, does this go back to their Clipper days? Did they cross paths with the Clippers, or they did not? Just off the top of my head, I believe that Patrick got traded in the deal that brought Chris to Houston, I believe. Okay. I hadn't even thought about that in a while, but I think that's what they... So I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what happened. And Chris Paul, as you know, is can be uh, an irritant to the uh, opposition. So can Patrick Beverly. But Patrick Beverly called him a cone today, <laughs> meaning that's his defensive prowess. He's just stand still and you can run around him. Yeah, you're right. Pat Bev was yeah, involved Pat Bev, in yeah. the trade that so, sent Chris Paul to Houston. Yeah. So what? Like he, he had too many, too large shoes to fill in in L.A. Or Chris? Did Chris say something about him? Or when does Chris say anything? I mean, when I guard Chris Paul, I have steak and wine the night before. When I guard Steph Curry, I go to bed at eight and tell my girl not to call me. That's what Patrick Beverly said, and it's funny. That's a funny line. That is a that is it's a funny line. But don't you think Chris Paul needs some level of respect? Not according to Sending Patrick his, Beverly. Well, but. Patrick Beverly, you know, also said that Chris Paul gets the calls all the time, and mm-hmm. I mean, he was all over Chris. Like of all the days for Patrick Beverly to be scheduled to show up on the on the ESPN family of networks, yeah. the day that Chris Paul craps out again in the in the playoffs is just like that's a big piece of stake for for Patrick Beverly to dig into. But I, I just want to say this about the Suns season: don't forget what happened at the beginning of it. We found out that their uh, owner allegedly reportedly, is one of the most reprehensible people on planet Earth. Yeah. And when that report about Robert Sarver came out, I thought the sun season is over. I'm like, how the hell are they going to do this? And I'm like, hey, here's Chris Paul again in the midst of another season where the owner is revealed to be somebody who is reprehensible to the point where you would have every right as a member of that team saying, I don't want his paycheck. I'm not playing for them. I'm not playing for that. Uh, what's on the front? I'll play for what's on the back. And the Suns won over sixty games. Testament to sure the coach of the year and Monty Williams, but Chris Paul had a lot to do with it. Yeah, Devin Booker was and, an MVP candidate. And Chris Paul's going to the Hall of Fame. Where's Patrick Beverly going? He said he wanted he wa- they wanted the Suns in their locker room. He threw Paul Paul. Uh, George. George under the bus, yeah. saying that the two of them were talking last night that nobody fears the Suns. Which is, again, I, I, I yeah, think, and if, he, if Patrick Beverly wants to have a career in media, he clearly has the uh, ability to communicate in a very straightforward and humorous manner. That just seemed to be, he seemed to be angry today. And I'm telling you, man, it's tough to hear them somebody say that when you know, how, far Chris, is he, how far has he been? Where's he gone? You know, Rich, is he going to Springfield, Mass, uh, or 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 what? Because that's where Chris Paul's going. But then again, I don't know their history. Uh, I'm just telling. Well, you remember the end this, of the playoffs last year when he hit him, of course, that dirty right. cheap shot. Yeah, right. And 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 Beverly was rightfully, roundly criticized for that. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the final straw for him here in Los Angeles. They claimed it was a money issue, but, you know. You know, Rich, what what I did see today that I've never seen because I was watching that this morning before work. You know, Stephen A. Smith will argue with 
anyone, you know. He actually, for the first time, I heard him say to Pat Beverly, well, you played the game and I didn't, so I'll take your word for it. And I just thought that that was just like, I'd never, I've seen Stephen A. Smith argue with many Well, again, too. but was Patrick, the first was, time I heard Patrick was talking, you know, straight, uncut, this is what we're talking about in the locker room, and clearly Stephen's not in the locker room. This is what we're talking about as players in the NBA. And Stephen A. is not a player in the NBA. So yeah, but I've how never, does that, if you are on a show where you're chopping it up and you're going back and forth, I mean, what what more can you say other than that? I've just never heard Stephen A. who's gotten into thousands of arguments with athletes. I won't say he backed down from the argument, but it was just like he gave him that. And all, that was just I'm, odd to me. I'm just telling what it felt like watching that. And I'm like, interesting. This is what players are saying. And then after, after a while, I'd be kind of like, and as you know, I haven't been the biggest Chris Paul, you know, flag waver from this chair. I thought before his son's tenure, we, you could still even put, after what happened with the Rockets and the Clippers, you could still put his candidacy for the Hall of Fame under a microscope. Not anymore, I don't think. He's clearly an all-time great. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I sat there and I'm like, what has Patrick Beverly done? Like at some point, it's just like, what have you done? Yeah, I mean, you know, and so, so for him to 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 come on ESPN and say that, I thought, I thought it was interesting, fun, funny. I mean, he made me laugh out loud a couple <laughs> times, but you know, towards the end of it, it's just like, I got very okay, I, got, I know you got an axe. Yeah, it got really. It was just grinding it. Yeah, and and Chris Paul. Damn near made it to the Western Conference Finals on a team that found out early in the season something about ownership that they might have been suspecting, and it's all out there, and they overcame all of that stuff. And I thought in the end, you know, it's a disappointment that they didn't get back to the finals and that they won all those games and that they didn't even make it to their conference finals, and you can be critical of Chris Paul for all that. But, I mean, the dude's still out there at 37, still doing it. Don't just limit it to Patrick Beverly, though. A lot of people are on that CP3 slander tour right now, and it's really it's really odd. Well, wait about 10 minutes. You're going to hear some more. Let's uh, take a break, <laughs> and then we'll get to uh, overreaction oh, Monday. Boy. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Steve Young had no idea that Steve Mariucci once upon a time burned a timeout just to take a photograph with him. That never happened. That's coming up in Hour 3 with John Sally in studio. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our show, just for our terrestrial radio listeners on our Peacock and Sirius XM and Odyssey segment there. we uh, This day in history, 1983, 39 years ago today, Daryl Strawberry's first career home run. One of the most beautiful swings of all time. Yeah. You just look at the video of it if you want to just look that up as well. It's just all right, let me those cut. all those all dual purpose, those old dual purpose stadiums where, you know, the Steelers would play mm-hmm. in it. 
And then the pirates would play in it. Thank God we don't deal with that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not. It's just. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be for either sport. It's not meant to be. I do miss the infield though during Raider games. The Raider games infield was cool. Not at all. I actually loved it. Guys, Janikowski kicking off like second base. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably Brockman, dude. I do like that. It stunk. It stunk that you that you the games the games decided by the fact that the. You know, the A's wanted to make sure that or, or the Raiders or somebody wasn't paying for the fact of putting the turf back down, which you can't do because Luis Polonia had to play there the next day. <laughs> exactly. Like, give me a break. You know, I'm sorry, Raiders. You couldn't win that game because Mike Gallego needed to play the next day there. Keep going. Keep going. I'm it's, done. Come on. Carney Lansford. Walt Weiss. Walt, Walt three Blind Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't miss those days. Although I will say this before we get to overreaction Monday. Going to the old black hole, you know, yeah. the uh, Mount Davis, the uh, Oakland Coliseum where the A's still play, right, or O.co or whatever it's called now. You'd go uh, underneath the stadium where we would have our trailer, which was our Thursday night football or Saturday night football, whichever yep. game we went to. That was our green room. And you'd walk down the tunnel into the stadium itself, onto the field. And they they had these mounds, huge mounds, like as tall as you, you could look up and see. You couldn't see the top. Huge mounds of infield dirt. Yeah. Warning track dirt and gravel. They would just like just leave them right there in the right there. in in the tunnel, and you'd have to walk past like your 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 feet when you'd go down. You know, you'd go back to the hotel later on that night. You look at your shoes, you're like what is this red dirt? <laughs> oh, that's right. I was walking by the warning track pile to get out to the stadium. Why do I get a pebble in my shoe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I walked past the gravel. So, I mean, and, and you know, now the Raiders are in Vegas. Uh, I know that, that, that that's an old school stadium, and I know I need to tread lightly here because it's a, it's a very emotional thing for the Raiders and their fans and what have you. But I'm just glad that this is not a dual purpose stadium anymore. The NFL shouldn't deal with it anymore, and the and the, and baseball shouldn't have to deal with it either. So it's barely, I mean, one, it's barely one purpose now. Only two thousand people go to. <laughs> wow, Dude, what is going on with him? Normally, when you normally when you're out hey. sick for a week, you come hey. back nicer. You know, <laughs> not this guy. Uh, it's like, well, that was last week. <laughs> Chris has never seen regarding Henry. I guess. Huh? <laughs> How you doing, Henry? How you doing, Henry? Man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Overreaction Monday on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, hit it. Let's hit go. It, hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. Christopher. Okay, Rich. So on Friday, you know, we did some what's more likely with the NFL schedule, right? Yeah. So we're going to do some overreactions now, now that we've had a kind of a weekend to think about and kind of look at the schedule a little bit more and just kind of make some outrageous statements. That's what I'm here for. First up, Bill's Rams. That is the season kickoff Thursday, right down the street. Yep. Bills Rams, that is going to be Super Bowl 57 I, as well. I will not be surprised to see so many season preseason predictions that this first game is going to be the last one as well. 
And I, I, I've got to say that you, you, that's not an overreaction. That is not an overreaction. I, I mentioned how the Bills actually got better. Bills got better in the offseason. They made some moves on their offensive line. They also drafted James Cook. Folks, that is the number one sneakiest good draft choice of 2022. James Cook being drafted by the Bills. Look out. And the Rams, when we spoke to McVay, and it's just like, it, it, it was similar to when I was interviewing the general manager, Joe Douglas of the Jets, talking about all their moves in the draft and turned into like the Chris Farley show skit <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. Remember that? And so then Bobby Wagner is going to be on our, remember Aaron Donald said he didn't want to play, but now he's back. That's awesome. Now Bobby <laughs> Wagner's behind him. That's awesome. Remember when, you know, I mean, Odell got hurt, but now you got Allen Robinson. That's awesome. We didn't even talk about Cooper Cup until like 10 minutes into the yeah, conversation. Right. And Odell might join him. Yeah, like halfway through the year, like last Not week. an overreaction. I don't know if that's going to be my preseason pick, but I, 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 I know when people conventionally, it becomes a conventionally wise conversation. It sounds like an overreaction, but I don't think it is. Well, we talked to uh, Doug Peterson last week. Peterson. You, got, you guys talked to Doug Peterson last week. The yeah. Jags have had the number one pick two years in a row. Doug talked about kind of removing the stink of last year. You know what? Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars, double their win total from last year. Oh, I think that's true. Well, I mean, what do they have? Just two? Uh, they were three and 14. Okay, yes. That's not an overreaction. I, I think the Jaguars, this is how bad they were, though. I think the Jaguars might even have the greatest win differential from one well, year to the next. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did okay. you see my list? I did not. Just stand by. I would even say that the Jaguars would lead the league in win differential from last year to this year. Wait till you see who I have in They might not make the playoffs still, even because the AFC is so damn deep that you may have every wild card team winning 10 games in the AFC. Yeah, probably. 10 games might even leave somebody home as like the nine seed in the AFC this year. That's hot. So... Move on then. Uh, oh, I can't okay. believe. I mean, we're Rick, Rich, Simpatico. Yeah, we're on this. Uh-huh. The Jets will have the biggest win improvement in 2022. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, and I love my Jets, and I know we're seeing Sauce up there as the number 20. That's that's already old. It's already dated. You know, he's going to get number one. You know that, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the Jets were four and 13 last year. Yeah, I, I I still think the Jaguars will have the biggest jump. But what do you have the, how many games do you have the Jets win? I don't know. If the Jets win eight, if the Jets go eight and nine. And the Jags are going to win seven games? They could. I think they really could. Absolutely. I mean, Rich, I, 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 I know look, you're, I, not, you're not paying attention to these types of things. I am. Jets over win total in Vegas is the hottest bet right now. What is that? It's like eight, I think. No, no, I don't know, man. They still got to... Put up the Jets schedule, will you please? Let's, Let's just do, do this. Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing win-loss yet. I'm not going oh, there. Come on. Come on. They, 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 they join the AFC North to start the season. They play all four first games or the NFC, the AFC North. The same way that the Ravens play all four games in the AFC East, the Jets play all four of their first games in the AFC North. And then their first, their first role at the AFC East is Miami. 
They've got Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo. Come on now, guys. Jets have an easy back half. The back half of the schedule does appear to be, if you will, easy. Because that's where the rest of the the NFC North of the Bears and the Lions show up. They've got a Thursday night against Jacksonville. They do have to go to Seattle on New Year's Day. I mean, but by that point, Tom, that's a very rough first nine weeks. Seattle, At least Seattle's I'm going to... tanking for C.J. Stroud at that point. Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm still Thinking sticking, I'm still sticking with Jacksonville Thinking on that. For Stroud, I'll still stick with the Jaguars on that. Just to show you I'm not totally biased. <laughs> okay. What else? I'm looking at the uh, AFC West, right? All four teams aren't going to make it, right? They're not going to make it. But who's going to win the division? I already told you. I'm going Chargers win the AFC West. Um, and and I know we're, we're talking about overreactions. That is not an overreaction. That is absolutely a feasibility. That is absolutely something that can happen um, in terms of if this was what's more likely, you might even be correct about that. I'm on record to say the Las Vegas Raiders are my team to win that division. Uh, it even got Stone Street to send me a screen grab. Our friend Eric Stone Street to send me a screen grab saying, really, did you really say this? Because <laughs> I understand the Chiefs are the Chiefs with Mahomes still, and I know that the Broncos are the Broncos now with Russ and you are so right about the Chargers. We had Brandon Staley on last week. They have made many improvements. They're better. Back end in J.C. Jackson, front end with Khalil Mack. They are absolutely better in the same way that I think the, the Cowboys are not. But the Raiders are still my choice. So that's not an overreaction, but uh, I, I would go in another direction. And we is, can, am I, is mine an overreaction with the Raiders? I think the Raiders is a little hotter than the Chargers. Because the Raiders, who did they add? They had a, a new head coach. Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones are pretty two big guys. Guy at, Max, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can be a major issue. And Devontae Adams isn't somebody that needs to learn his quarterback. It's been a while since they played together. And a coach who can dial it up. Let's roll. Let's see what's what. What else you got? Got to talk Cowboys, guys. If the Cowboys don't win, they're 12-5 and five last year. They don't match that. 12 games. McCarthy, out. Let's see what they do in the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, that's obvious. But if they go 11-6, and six, win the di- still win the division. But one and done? Eh. One and done? If the Cowboys make it and they're one and done again, that's it. If you're telling me if this is an overreaction of saying that they don't match that record McCarthy's already out that's an overreaction if you're telling me that the result is the same of one and done that's a proper reaction that's what I'm saying what if they don't make the NFC championship game still out I think if they make the divisional round to win one playoff win game one playoff game he's good he's gonna stick around I gotta with, see with how Sean it goes Payton I gotta see how it goes Fox? I got, are, are they out of timeouts at the end of that divisional loss are they are they are they Fake punting after a fake punt? Are they following up a fake punt with a fake timeout call? Are they doing that? DJ, do you want your coach out or not? Come on.
Got to answer. There's a microphone well, in front of you. I mean, they're winning the Super Bowl next year, guys. I don't know what I got to tell. Like, what overreaction I Monday. That's, that's called Come on. a stirring conclusion to overreaction Monday. <laughs> Look at Chris spending all his time coming up with yeah. nuanced conversation pieces to don't get care. me to say reaction or not. It all comes down at the end. This guy's saying the Cowboys <laughs> are winning it all. Ultimate personification of overreaction on a Monday. Thank you, T.J. Jefferson, for the big finish. I give the people what they want. I give the people what they need. But if you're the people, you're lying to yourselves. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Keep hope alive, Richard. You are a liar. The audacity. <laughs> Steve Young has no idea Mooch called a timeout and wants to take a picture with him. Can't wait to talk about it next. <laughs> All right, let's fly through the rest of these, right? We got two oh, minutes. more. Okay, great. Oh, I got, I got lots more. This is actual what happened over the weekend. All right, NBA, Mike Luca is going right. to single-handedly take the Mavs to the finals. That's a, an overreaction. <laughs> that is a large overreaction. He's not Steve Kerr is back. The assistant principal or the assistant, the substitute teacher is now getting ready to Mike draw Brown plays up job. Did he get to fired the Sacramento the Kings? Kings. No, 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 no. <laughs> Got through that speed bump. Sorry to call you a speed bump, Memphis Grizzlies, but we got through the turbulence. There's still championship. Hearts of Lions that beat in Golden State. Overreaction, sir. What else? The Suns championship window. I need to see what's going on with DA and Aiton and the rest of that team. I can't say it's shut for good. You can't say that. You can't say that it's shut for good. Can you? They got to pay Aiton. You said you got to see what. Well, I got to see what happens with him. They they have no choice. They got to pay this man. What are they let him go and then what? What if I don't know? Something internal happened, brother. Something <laughs> internal just happened. Yeah, but you know, Shaq said this the other day. He was like, the dude handled it the right way. He made one statement, didn't say a word the entire year. That's true. He <laughs> just balled. You got to kind of give him props because a lot so of guys. So I will say that's an overreaction. That. Then how does that sound? All right. You know how 